Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, and welcome to The Balance Club. This is our midweek moment. I'm Beth Burns, theater director, writer, performer, teacher, and mom. Today we're talking about comparison. We compare things all the time, even if we barely register it consciously. In the store, you might choose one piece of fruit over another. Perhaps one looks riper or has a later sell-by date. We might do the same online when looking at car insurance. Which vendor is going to give us the most bang for our buck? Or with candidates that we're interviewing for a job or potential partners that we're scrolling through on a dating app, there's very little invested at the start point of that type of comparison because we don't have an intimate relationship with the job applicant or the person we might want to date or the piece of fruit. It's a sensible way of whittling down our choices. If we take it to the next level and turn it in on ourselves and our lives, it turns out that comparison is a key innate part of human nature in our bid to survive as a species. Social comparison theory was developed in the 1950s by eminent social psychologist Leon Festinger, and it's a theory that centers on a basic drive in humans to evaluate their own opinions and abilities. The way that people evaluate themselves is through comparison with others. At a basic level, this is a good thing. Like, hey, most people get up and brush their teeth in the morning, maybe I should do that too, or... Most people have a good relationship with at least one other person in their community. Maybe I should aim for that, too. And back when people lived in smaller communities and information didn't really travel outside your little area, you only had the other villagers to compare yourself to. If you were the best baker in your community of 300 people, then you could feel really good about yourself. Now, there may have been another baker down the road whose bread and cakes left yours in the dust, but you never heard about them. And so you didn't compare yourself to them. You were just happy to be the best among your little group. But now, taking it to the modern world, particularly since the advent of the internet, we have become a global village. Not only are people doing all kinds of things that weren't possible a few decades ago, they show and tell everyone about it too. It's become almost impossible for any one of us to be the best at anything, it can sometimes feel that if you don't really excel at a specific thing, or if you don't have absolutely everything perfectly in order, that you must be falling way below par. Comparison, in this sense, is not a good thing for our own mindsets or for society as a whole. It can create one-upsmanship to the point that some people fabricate their lives in order to appeal or outdo a global audience of people they don't even know. 
Modern life and the utilization of social media can make you feel that everyone is out there getting the best new thing or having the most perfect relationship, the most likes, or in the past year, baking perfect banana bread and winning Zoom quizzes and homeschooling their kids without missing a beat. Conversely, maybe you're a person that spends a lot of time perfecting images of your life and posting them to see what reactions you get. Maybe you make a point of liking a lot of other people's images so that you can be assured that they will like yours back. Whatever side of the coin you land on, one thing is for sure. Today's comparison culture is off the chart. So, how do we handle it? Theodore Roosevelt said, Comparison is the thief of joy. But can our modern comparison culture ever be a positive thing? Maybe. Here are a few things to mull over and see if they can work for you, however shallow or deep into this phenomenon you are. A good place to start as ever, social media. Detoxifying your social media scroll can be life-changing. And if you try it, you might see that you don't even notice what's gone you may become more aware of a quieting in your brain space and you can put goodness and positivity where that messy reactive noise used to be. For example, if you don't know about someone's vacation to the Caribbean, you probably won't even think about the fact that you've never been. And when you do start to think about holidays and you plan your own based on what you actually want and what's right for you, not what other people have done. Another one, what about those luxury brand or travel accounts that leave you feeling frustrated at what you can and can't afford? Well, maybe take a peek at those when you need some inspiration, but just passively following them probably isn't doing your mindset any favors. Another good place to detoxify online? Your WhatsApp group chats. They may seem harmless, but if you're in groups where there's a lot of show and tell about things that you don't have access to, it can wreck your mood for the day or more. If you're on a group with a ton of people posting baby pictures, but you're struggling to conceive and it's making you upset, get the heck out of there. Now, if your best friend gets pregnant and you want to support her, even though you're not in the club yet, that's an entirely different proposition because that is an intimate relationship and you work through it in the best way for both of you. But a group chat of people you work with or that you met at a wedding, get out of there. Sometimes comparison can be a positive thing, but we need to manage it properly. It's good to remind ourselves that social media, WhatsApp groups, and even polite in-person conversation, remember that? It's all just a tiny selective window that someone is choosing to allow other people to peek through. It's not the whole scene. All people are on different journeys and at different stages inside those journeys. If you have aspirations in an area and you're looking for someone to provide inspiration, it can actually be really useful to compare yourself to the work or the lifestyle choices that have been made by someone completely different from you. And that way you can keep the ambition focus, but tailor your actions to suit your life. So for example, let's say you're a working mom who wants to start a side business. Try following some male business leaders or female business leaders who don't have kids. And that way you can stay focused on your goals of the business side, but you don't get caught up in all of the noise of the things that you have in common, but that you may feel you're doing quote unquote worse. That way you're not trying to copy someone's whole life. You're just getting inspired by them and then resizing to fit in order to achieve your goals. 
And we want to try to avoid getting waylaid with all the minutiae of what we don't yet have and focus on what we can do to achieve our ambitions. And what if you're on the other side of the coin? What if you're the person posting the steady stream of beautiful manicured images on a daily basis? According to psychologists Keith Wilcox and Andrew T. Stephen in their paper, Online Social Networks, Self-Esteem and Self-Control, the temporary boost in self-esteem that we can get from posting images to social media is then met by a dip in our levels of self-control. The engagement we get from posting online and the mental boost we feel can lead to a need to have our emotional needs met again and again, displayed to us by the number of likes we receive. The lift in self-esteem decreases when the engagement we receive is from people outside of our circle of strong ties. So what that means is we get a kick out of posting something that gets attention, but then we feel the need to keep posting to get that same high. The high can decrease when the people liking our posts are not people with whom we have strong emotional connections like our close family or friends. If you're unsure whether you post too much on social media, a good rule of thumb is that if you were to think about an upcoming event and one of the first things that comes to mind is how you're going to post about it, then you're probably on social media too much. And to follow it through to its end point, you post the perfect picture and then what? What emotions are you trying to inspire in others? Are you just so joyous about something that you want to share it with the world? Or are you trying to trigger a little awe, a little envy, a little, God, how does she do all that and look so good? Are you putting out positive, progressive vibes into the world that you want to base your life and relationships on? Or are you chasing a false high, a high that relies on other people feeling a little bit worse about themselves? Well, it might be time to think about what you post and whether other people really want to see your images. Not that you shouldn't celebrate your life, but do you need to show the images to 500 people that you see on average once a year or two? Or is it better sent in a text to a few close friends who really know how important the moment was to you? It's good to think about these questions, particularly at the moment when we're all spending more time on social media than ever before. We need to look after our own mindsets as well as being aware of others. I'll finish today with a quote from Bob Goff from his book, Love Does. He says, quote, we won't be distracted by comparison if we are captivated with purpose, end quote. I just love that. So today, let's end by thinking about our purpose. Have a good day, y'all, and I'll see you back here next week. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.